see if it comes up. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. We well, have, now, uh, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, here we are. Well, Welcome to another edition of our um, amazing podcast that we do weekly. Uh, we always have. Um, yeah, we're trying it on a new platform today. We're going to try and do a bit of video. Uh, that way you can see um, our faces, what we look like. Dylan's head driving that little forklift there. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's an IRL today, pick. Sorry, Dylan, you got something to say? In the intro that's there, an sorry. IRL pick, that one. Yeah. Took it at work. Yeah, nice. Uh, today we're going to go over a few things. We've got, uh, we've got the new Halo trailer that's just been dropped. Uh, we're going to discuss that. There's a few other things. Uh, we want to touch on the topic of modern day writing and storytelling and adaptations that probably quite haven't hit the mark, but some that probably have as well. Uh, we want to go over some old games, some new games, and uh, yeah, we'll do what we can to try not argue this time around. We're definitely going to argue a lot. Um, yeah. It's inevitable. So uh, to kick it off, um, we'll touch on a topic that's come up recently. It's an old one, but it's a good one. Um, it falls into a lot of other categories of pop culture these days of what modern writing is and modern ideals. Uh, it's the um, uh, English dubbing of anime. We've had a a resurgence of um, the TV show. I can't quite remember the name. Dylan, you might know the TV show name. Uh, it's uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yes. So there was a episode that aired back in 2017 where the English dub uh, changed the uh, wording uh, only ever so slightly uh, to... Uh, mention patriarchal societal issues, um, which, of course, was not at all in the Japanese version or the original version um, at all. And it, it made fans quite upset. Uh, Dylan, you're a avid anime manga fan. What was your thoughts? Well, like, it's more the fact that I feel like the authors of the original art like even manga which i assume it probably was not novel or whatever um like their work is just getting stepped on and like misappropriated into a western audience when yeah. like if you don't understand japanese you won't understand anything yeah right like, i'm not too sure if it's only the dubbing or if the subbing is the same um but yeah, I've I've also got a, a, a few others here if you want to hear those. Yeah, far right. On. There's one from an anime called Prison School, and it's about a um a female character that beats up a male character in an arcade, and apparently mm -hmm. in the Japanese uh, subs, uh, it essentially tells him to respect her because she's. A year higher than him which okay. is a pretty japanese thing yeah but in the dub that she starts bringing up gamergate which i'm i'm assuming neither of you probably know of no i've never no, heard of that term. i think i've heard is that the no oh, i'm not gonna pretend to know go ahead dylan okay so <laughs> here we go <laughs> um gamergate was 
essentially a thing about corruption in games journalism. It was, oh, fuck, probably eight years ago, I think it first came up, where, like, there was a main, main person, I forgot what their name was. Um, she was essentially sleeping with a games developer and was getting, like, scoops and shit off the game and all that. So she would mm. publish those. And um, th- that would pretty much go towards that. But then people started criticizing when that started coming out where people were getting, like, preferential treatment and all that. And she couldn't get any blame because she was a trans woman. So that brought in the whole like anti-woman, anti-trans agenda against just people who were standing up for games journalism and ethics. Okay. So what, so, yeah. what did they say exactly in the dub? Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm just going off what this Reddit said, hmm. that the female said to the male character that he... Uh, essentially that he needs to address her more politely as she is a second year and he should talk to her as they are equals. So like that she's a higher person in the social ranking. But then the dub doesn't seem too far off. Instead about Gamergate. I'm confused. I'm so confused. So hang on. What was the... What what was said in the English dub? Do you know, Dylan? Oh, I'm going to have to look it up because it doesn't actually say <laughs> Yeah, it. because what you're saying is just words. I need oh. hard facts. Otherwise, I have from no opinion. <laughs> Honestly, from what you said, I'm like, uh, it sounds like exactly the same. I, I don't think yeah, it's too I'm like, that sounds completely okay to me. I think we're fine there. Um, but yeah, no, I guess while Dylan researches his facts, um, I have actually noticed it, not not in the terms of exactly that, but I noticed that with animes now, because I only watch dub, and sometimes with One Piece, I'll go back and I'll see some scenes in Japanese on YouTube or pop up. I'm like, wait, that's not what they said. And it's not necessarily that they've changed anything politically, but they do actually change a lot of what they're saying in the Japanese to just kind of make it sound a bit better or make it make more sense. So it's probably very easy for companies to just change shit up without anyone kind of paying attention to it because who the hell's going to watch each thing in Japanese and dubbed and it won't be until you know one person sits down who's only watched dubbed goes oh remember that scene when he goes hey dude women are way stronger than men and he goes that never was mentioned at all I watched the Japanese and then that's when they go oh wait hold on someone he's fucking around with the words so I do notice that they do change up a lot of what they say, not so much. They just rephrase it differently to what the subtitles say in the Japanese version. Okay, I, ha- so, I have found it, by the way. All right, yep. far away, Dylan. So it I'll start not- with the Japanese one. Yep. Uh, you keep talking to me like we're on equal terms, but I'm a second year. You have to address me a superior more politely. Shut up. Okay. So that's the Japanese version. The mm-hmm. English one was, whoa, cut the brakes off of uh, Fonzarelli. You got to stick up your ass, or are you one of those dumbass Gamergate creep shows? Look, not far apart. No, I'm, yeah, they, pretty similar. Yeah. Pretty similar. 
Yeah, uh, it's yeah, defendable yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably clutching. I just won't. there, Dylan. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's defendable. I just refuse to. So um, it's insane, isn't it? It's it. If true, if that's what was said, I mean, it's it's such a difference from the anime version, the Japanese version, which, I mean, it, it's it's their story. It's, you know, what they're giving to us, essentially, to, to view. But the uh, the issue is, is that that, that then changes the dynamic that particular of the character's dynamic. Yeah, like it, mm. it, it would alter their thought pattern. Like, I mean, if that was just a one, one-off comment from that character and then they stuck true to that character's uh, behavior throughout the rest of the series, that one moment, wouldn't make sense, and a lot of fans yeah. would probably have a have an issue with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're I, you're almost changing the personality of someone dramatically I, I, from I, respect. How I see it as well is it's I like is GameGate even like a Japanese issue? It was more of a West issue. Like why is well, it... no, but I I do understand. Look, I understand why they're doing it in a way because like I don't agree with any of the comments or whatever they're doing, but I understand why they're trying to do it is because in the show, in the Japanese version, like you said, that's, it's not like, it's not our culture to respect someone older, but we don't, it's not like, Hey, I'm in seventh grade. You're in six. So that automatically means you have to respect. That's not really a Western thing. No. Um, so what they're doing is they're removing, Oh, well that doesn't really align with, you know, Western culture and who's going to watch the dubbed Western culture. So let's now use this opportunity to chuck in some political shit that Western cultures will understand. So let's just say that he's a transphobe because he doesn't want to date the guy that's dressing like a girl in the other room, which, you know, it's like, well, that's got nothing to do with the show, nothing to do with the original writings, but they're just like, let's take this advantage to take out culture that doesn't align with the people who will watch this version and let's try and twist some political shit into it to make it make more sense to the people that are going to watch this version. Because Japanese people aren't going to sit down and watch the dubbed. That just makes no sense. So they probably don't really care to keep in Japanese culture style twists. But in my opinion, it should be illegal. I don't know why they should be allowed to completely change um, the original writings or the original way that people are talking. They they should be able to adjust it to Mm -hmm. say the same thing, but better to make it make more sense in a different language but not change the entirety of the character's sentencing because then you're basically just stealing the story and changing it up. So mm. kind of, it's just, it's just wrong. Yeah. Well, I've just quickly done a quick look up of what Game of Game was. And yeah, I mean, if it's, if what I'm reading is true and it is just solely off Reddit and Wikipedia, I'd, yeah, it sounds like there was two sides to the conflict of, you know, gamers thinking there was corruption um, in certain journalistic... Um, like polygon and shit. Yeah, like women sleeping with agents and um, journalists to make their games win awards and sound really good when gamers were like, no, it's, it's a dog shit game. Yeah, um, right. And then the other side was people thinking that it's not true and it's just misogyny within the gaming um, sort of fan base, I guess, if that's true. I mean, it sounds like a would need an 
in-depth dive in. Thanks still yeah. for opening up that can of worms. But <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Oh, the um the chick that did well, the main chick that did the trans one that did sleep with the the um game creator or whatever it was. Um, that has been pretty much come out as true. Yeah, right. What I remember. Very good. Um, and you got any other examples, Dylan? I Did have one here from Zelda? good old Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Ooh. The Zelda uh, Link is uh, talking to, I'm, I'm assuming, a vendor. I haven't played the game fully. And mm. in the Japanese version, he the guy says, Mon is a currency I invented that you can only use in my store. So I'm assuming it's some sort of like currency that's hard to get or something like that. Mm. Um, and then in the official translation into English is Mon is a currency I invented to destabilize the market and fight the establishment. So it sort of goes into like anti-capitalism and stuff. Yeah. It sounds like they're almost just... I don't know. I don't find that one too bad because maybe they're trying to just branch on giving the guy having a different currency a reason. Like, why would he specifically only accept a certain currency? Well, Um, from the looks of him, he just looks like he he collects trash. So, Yeah, right. Uh Yeah, I played Breast of the Wild. I don't remember that. Yeah, I can't remember that one. Well, it's probably not something you would remember because it's just like an NPC. It's like, you know, walking through World of Warcraft and some dwarf being like, yeah, um, what what are some of the NPC lines in WoW from dwarves? They're just like, um, wow, I'm having a mind fart. But yeah, anyway, it's like walking through Skyrim and then being like, you know, peace be with you. I did put the photo into Discord if you did want to look at it. Of what of who the person is, yeah, more into Taylor than probably you. I've finished Breath of the Wild, mate. So, how about you go fuck yourself? Well, there you um, go, I've also no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I remember that. What is the currency I invented that you can only use in my store? I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like a huge issue that one. But it's yeah. I see where they're um. I can they're see how adding, it could become. They're, they're adding unnecessary shit. It's a fucking ridiculous line anyway. Like it, yeah. it, it's utterly yeah. stupid. Um, like I mean, it makes no sense. But I mean, it's not bad. I don't think I got like if I, I've definitely met that character and I didn't really pay attention to that line. I don't think. Yeah. It, altered or change anything with me but i, I mean the it, bigger it, picture is that it could just become really bad like if they don't crack down on like hey don't change our lines around um then it could allow people to influence the any anime with english dubbing of political shit and yeah. changing stories up massively if they that's don't try and... i think where a lot of this stuff's coming into picture now because a yeah. company that um translates um the the sub uh the like the sub to dubbed uh have now started using ai to do it yeah and then yeah. a yeah. human goes through just to do the finishing touches on it so a yeah. lot of localizers are sort of getting up in arms about that because they're like oh why are they taking our jobs and shit again probably because ai doesn't put political shit in it, it just doesn't it's, 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 it's old 
It is going to be a tough job, though. Like, I mean, when you think about trying to translate Japanese to English, I mean, yeah, of course you want to try and stick as close as you can to the source material. You want to make sure that you're, you know, doing right by, you know, what's pre-existing. At the same time, you have to account for uh, what they call flaps. So when their their characters talking, their mouth is moving, and you have to translate from Japanese to English. Make sure whatever you're saying is going to match up to the character's mouth opening and closing. Yeah. To you know, and you have to pass on that same message. Um, I guess the only thing. Like I don't, I don't really care if it's a completely different way of saying something. Yes, some things don't really translate from Japanese to English directly, and yes, you have to change it to make it make sense. But as long as it, like, I mean, saying things like the um, stupid patriarchal societal, you know, judgments yeah. making me upset, yeah, politics. completely different to. I'm getting a lot of comments. I'm just trying to tone it down a bit. And that's that's a completely different way of saying it and also gives that character a completely different feeling and emotion towards something. Whereas from, from there... What I, from what I understand of her character, she's like a really easygoing person as well. Yeah, that's what a lot like, of people were saying. Like the, she's The not... majority of the time, she's literally tank top and shorts. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But it, like it does, like saying something like that is like, and then like, do, does she follow it up later? Does, she, does something else get said and her anger grows and she gets more and more infuriated with the misogynistic patriarchal societal fucking shit that keeps getting said to her? Or is it just dropped and then she's just back to being humble and fucking quiet again? Mind, mind yeah. you this show is a slice of life comedy fantasy show. It yeah. really shouldn't be having like politics, like the patriarchy and shit in it. Yeah. Like it reminds can... me of that clip. Um, There's a clip uh, from a podcast where some girls like, can you please stop? You're being really misogynistic right now. And the guy goes, Oh, sorry. Um, What do you, what do you define as misogynistic? And it turns to her and she just starts crying. And he's like, you okay? And she goes, I want to leave. And he goes, well, you want to like leave the podcast? She goes, I want to leave the podcast. He goes, yeah, sure. You, you can, you can leave. <laughs> and it's just like, it just, it's going to turn people like when they do stuff like this and some of the young kids watch animes, it'll start to create snowflakes because they will start to hear these terms and go, oh wow, my favorite character, you know, she's like such a social justice warrior and believes in misogyny. It's like, well, if you watch the actual original writings of this character, she probably doesn't even give a shit about any of that. And none of that is even mentioned at all in the Japanese version. Um, And they're just using like influence to change stories. I can see where it could become a giant issue if they don't go, hey, please don't add politics into our anime. You're allowed to change wordings to make it fit your culture but please avoid politics in our story because that's not what our story was written with. You know, if they don't crack down on that, uh, on the Japanese side of people selling their stories to certain, you know, Netflix or whatever, then I can see how they could use any show they want and just chuck in wild things like that and just make characters completely different to the original writings. Well, uh, on that one, 
I'm pretty sure that someone actually asked a fairly similar question to the person who did the Miss Kobayashi's one. Mm. And her response was, I have a vagina. Yeah, right. Oh, I think it was worse than that. That Well, that was the first thing she said. Yeah, yeah. She said, she I, have a, I have a vagina, get over it. And then she said, it's not about just because you're not getting laid, that's not my problem. I'm a, I'm a funny, smart, powerful woman. Uh, she goes on this tangent and it was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like you, you changed the line. You decided to do that. Why? What did you see in that character in that moment where that fit the situation that married up with the character's sort of, you know, arc or what, what made you say that? How do you address that? And should you apologize to the original creators for demeaning their work and reducing their work down to something so little and it's not funny, it's stupid. And I mean, yeah, that I don't know, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, we, we could probably use this as a segue into uh, talking about modern writing and, you know, modern adaptations of certain things um uh, well, which one tangent before you go on i was actually gonna say this just reminds me of the whole writer strike i feel like they're gonna have a localizer strike now yeah oh, do it i mean the the writer strike is utterly ridiculous because like the backlash has been like all we've heard since fuck, like when like 2019 even before that we could see a decline in the um Western media. Like, well, no, just just like the level of writing, like the the, yeah. the movies that were coming out. You you watched Marvel once Disney acquired it. You watched them just it just totally start nosediving in its quality. Uh, yeah. You see Star Wars be um, yes, it was a little bit quirky at times, like in the original trilogy and all that sort of stuff. But it was a. a it had a whole extended universe and all these things and it took itself seriously and the, the fandom took itself seriously and people were, you know, out of the small bits of media they got out of Star Wars, they loved it. Um, yep. But then it just started to just drop off in terms of quality, uh, writing, uh, world building, cohesion with one another. It just nothing worked and tied well together and fans aren't dumb. Like people watching it aren't dumb, well, most of them, and they pick up on all these little things and go, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why would this character do this? And it's it's just, oh, well, you, you don't like it. You you must be one of those racist or sexist or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, come on, like talk to me at you know face to face here. Like, what's the go? And it, not even that. It started to move on to other things. Rings of Power, Witcher, Wheel of Time. You just started to see it drop off. All the sh stuff that was coming out on Netflix, Primes. Oh, here in Australia, we've got Stan and Binge and all this sort of stuff. You just you just watched everything just go. And it was yeah. it was hard. And then yeah, I think the quality and the consistency of writing has gotten bad that I've actually started to change my favorite genre to docu-series now. Because you can't. <laughs> You, you can't change the writing. It is factual and it's 
fucking happening. Go watch so Cleopatra. I love that's good. Buffy series right now. Like I've I've binged them. I've watched every <laughs> no extreme watch, sport. No watch Cleopatra. I've watched every every extreme sport one from free solo to Alpinus to Deepest Dive to Dawn Wall. I've watched, I've binged extreme sport docu series. I've gone into the crime ones. I've watched um. Hell Camp, you know, the one about there's an Australian cult called The Family and a cult called The uh, Living Flame, the Epstein one recently. I've just been docuseries because you can't fucking change a docuseries. Wow. So they're the only things yeah. now that I go. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. And Dylan brought something up because this is where it started to change because you had all these stories, these franchises, IPs uh, being transformed into, instead of it just being a story, a fandom, uh, an escape from reality, it started to be turned slowly into how can we pass on a message? How can we build upon a message? Blah, 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 blah. So people stopped watching that, you know, and other stuff started to rise like documentaries, even sport mm. even started to rise because you can't change facts. You can't change yeah. values. And in sport, it's if you're the best, you win. There's no evil uh, level playing ground. It's just purely if you're good, you win. And all these things started to happen. And then Netflix and all these other things started to try to change history by releasing Cleopatra, yeah. which just I think was the biggest laughing stock. And I think Hollywood did an amazing job at shutting down the talks. They shut that down. Like how bad that was was insane like that should but like whoever worked on that whoever should never get a job surely ever again like yeah. you cannot do that and i mean it even got so far with the egyptian government were trying to sue them yeah yeah like mind you um a lot of people don't know about the whole cleopatra thing is it's actually not just cleopatra it was actually a series of that was that was actually season two. Cleopatra was there was actually a season one before that, which was um, uh, African queens uh, Nijunga, which yeah, right. like that was also heavily um, like re. Um, oh, did they get like a white person to play the African queen? No, no. But they did actually oh, have. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, maybe once we got some representation for once, you know, but, fucking well, sick, never being represented in but, any show these days. They actually got her race right for once. Oh, well, unlike yeah. they did in Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, a guy goes pretty good on it. Um, I'll give him a shout out. It's uh, history of everything podcast. He does pretty good with all that stuff. Yeah. But he's got a bunch of shit on that. He's got a full net. Uh, he goes through it, talks like all about like the historically armor, like, like, uh, like the battles that happened, like, through all that shit. Like, he's yeah. pretty historically accurate. He goes like about the armor, like, no one had like level wristbands, like, all the armor's wrong and all that. It was actually yeah. really good. It was a good read. Okay. Uh, listen, sorry. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, but like what's what are your thoughts on like the the whole thing? Like we we look at things like for me, I like as much as I, I, I think Rings of Power has been heavily, heavily sort of 
like it, it, it's a catastrophe. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would, I would argue with anyone over this. As much as I think Rings of Power was a failure, I, I genuinely think that Star Wars has absolutely, like, I, I, I wasn't even the greatest fan of Star Wars, but I respected it. I mean, I, I took it seriously. I watched it and I, I loved what I saw. I wasn't like over the top, amazing, like really loved it. But then I saw what was happening through what Disney were doing and 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 how it sort of did Force Awakens, which is arguably the worst thing to ever happen to any uh, uh, franchise or IP. Um, where that that it, that in itself um, destroyed Star Wars, uh, and then everything else after that, apart from maybe Rogue One, I think Rogue One was actually genuinely good to yeah, watch. I, I, I don't put that off on you, like uh, Jane, John, uh, what's her name? Jane, uh, also, also, sorry. yeah, she was, yep. she was good. Yeah, yeah I like think at this point, what they need to do, Disney need to hire Tommy Wiseau. Because I feel like if they're going to start writing shit this bad, there's only one guy that can pull it off that bad, as long as he's the main actor, and actually turn it around to become a positive and a success, and that is Tommy Wiseau. Because if you oh, just had a few boy. times where Obi-Wan was like, Anakin, you're tearing me apart, Anakin, or something like that, you know, just with his <laughs> acting. Um, I, didn't, I, feel like, I didn't kill her, Anakin. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Anakin, kill him, Anakin. You're my favorite not. Jedi. Oh, yeah. oh, hi, hi, Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, I feel like something like that would be really good. And and that maybe Disney need to do that. If they want to go down the shit route, get Tommy Wiseau because at least he does it. So Tommy it's Wiseau like, plays everyone, though. He plays yeah, Jar Jar Binks, did, he plays though, Yoda. They have. They've reduced it to the room level. Like, they've totally taken um, depth and complexities out of Star Wars because they thought that's what fans didn't didn't enjoy. Disney were fully under this sort of like, we're going to save Star Wars. We're not going to follow this route that the prequels um, went down, you know, like episode one, two, and three. We're not going to yeah, go into all that, that world building. boring stuff. Mm. We're going to give you fans all the exciting things, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, as much as episode one, two, and three weren't exactly the greatest, it did set up a foundation that gave episode four, five, and six more creepers. more weight. It, it, yeah. it gave it more weight because you could go into watching the original trilogy, understanding what had happened. You saw the arc of Anakin go from being this positive kid with very powerful uh, potential, and you watched slowly as he got corrupted and, you know, went to the dark side, and it gave it more weight. But... It also gave it a, a political spectrum. It showed you the Senate. It showed you what was important within the galaxy, that there wasn't just Jedi versus Empire or Rebels versus Empire. We had a universe of different worlds with different political powers. You had a Senate that was trying to control everything and you had like all this shit going on that you didn't know about. But in the background, you knew these things were working. The world building was perfect. As much as the story wasn't that great, the execution probably wasn't the best, the world build of Star Wars was strong. 
was super, super strong. You had all the foundations that you could possibly want to move forward. But Disney, in the very first sequel movie that they did, The Force Awakens, completely and utterly destroyed that foundation in the opening credit scene with, uh, you know, the fucking Rebel Alliance. Yes, they won all this sort of stuff. And they tried to establish a Senate, which utterly failed. And, you know, the rebels all failed and died. And Princess Leia had to just become a general in an army. And, you know, Han Solo and her broke up and did all. And it was, it just completely destroyed all the hope and all the building and all the happy endingness of uh, the original trilogy and defeated it and just just went the uh, everything they worked towards only lasted about 30 years so you know we, we watched them go through all that trouble 30 years later it all fucking died anyway because then mm-hmm. you had this new evil that had risen you had yeah, the, another the sith lord coming into power even though palpatine was like one in a thousand year sith lord Oh, but uh, it doesn't matter. We've got another one here ready to go 30 years later. And it's like, well, you've just taken the weight of what they did, destroyed that, then fuck the characters that everyone beloved and loved for years. You destroyed all them, never got to see them all together again. There was no, like, sort of happy reunion or you never got to see what they did and the results of what they did and then slowly crumbling over three movies to then set up another trilogy. It was just immediately, like... Nope, it's all fucked. Here we go. Here's our story. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, a lot and- of people think the the biggest tragedy that happened to Star Wars was the fact that n- all the original cast didn't actually meet up. Honestly, yeah. what I think is the biggest tragedy is the fact that they haven't had a female director with female influence into the story. Now, I think if they just got a female influence into the story from a woman's perspective of the galaxy, maybe she could change the galaxy for the better. Well, aren't you like? Aren't you well, in luck? Well, That's who the next one is. No, no. Well, well I don't know why we're worried then. <laughs> Disney, Disney constantly managed to do something that's really good. They right, they they continually raise the ceiling. So th- this um, Sharmina Bay Shanoi, she is the first woman to direct a Star Wars anything. Amazing for the eighth time now. Oh, so she's the eighth first woman. To direct a Star Wars something, but it's yeah, it, it, it it's such it, it's such an insult to everything that George Lucas ever built up to now being like Kenobi was an utter joke. I I, I cannot believe, and I I would I would gladly sit in a room with someone, just anyone. I just if anyone wants to fucking like comment, I will get you on and I will live debate you on why Kenobi was the worst story, plot, everything to ever happen, to ever be written, to ever exist in the history of any sci-fi that I've ever, ever seen. Like, Kenobi was the biggest joke in the world. I, and that's that's my opinion. And because I was so excited for Kenobi, I it had the greatest potential to tell mm. such a good story. Yeah. And there was even fan fix on youtube that showed really good sort of uh kenobi stories like really good short stories which i was watching prior to 
Kenobi coming out. And I was getting excited going, well, if, if these small time YouTube mini movie makers can do a 20 minute video of a Kenobi story with this much weight and show Kenobi going through that much growth in 20 minutes, I can't wait to see what Star Wars Disney do. And it was the biggest joke I've ever seen in the history of the world. It was Rings such a power? disappointment. Yeah, even like Rings of Power was like big ups for Amazon. Ring Rings of Power had uh, three thousand, four thousand years to create a story. A little bit tougher than trying to create a story that happened within forty years, and you knew exactly what had happened between those forty years. Not much could have happened, but you could have done a lot better than what they did. Rings of Power. Let's not discuss that. <laughs> but I was going to say on this whole Star Wars thing, even Ahsoka, like the fact that if Ahsoka done nothing, it would have been the best thing that could have happened. Like the. To be honest, I haven't seen the last show I watched. Mandalorian didn't watch Kenobi. Didn't watch Ahsoka. Didn't watch the other one about the other dude. Um, Boba Fett. No, not Boba Fett. The other one. The one who's got like the Egyptian looking main actor. With Andor. Long Andor. Andor. You didn't watch Andor. Apparently Andor was really good. Ever yeah, since I Mandalorian. Like... I liked Mandalorian, but I was just like, I don't really care for more Star Wars shows at this point. No, yeah. but see, like Man- Mandalorian was like... Mandalorian was the perfect kind of like, here, here's some content, fill your gaps. Between yeah. movies, watch Mandalorian. It doesn't mean anything. There's no weight to it. You can pick up an yeah. episode whenever you want. You just watch this guy go into town, sort something out, and that's it. It's just a bit of fun, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We didn't need any gravity towards it. And then they tried. Then they tried to add in depth and all this sort of stuff. And it just... That's where it started to unfold itself. When it was just a bit of fun and it was a bit of time wasting between movies, fine. But then they started to try and shit. And that's where, for me, it, it started to go downhill. I stopped. I started to lose faith at the end of season two of Mandalorian because it felt like such a rushed end. I know everyone loved it and was like, oh, my God, Luke Skywalker. But it felt like such a rushed end, such a, like you know, final decision. Like there was no build up to that. And and I think the mystery box and the um, reveals of characters is such a cop out and it's such a cheap way of telling a story. Mm. It doesn't have and it's like it's like having a game that you can't play again. You you play the game, you finish it and you go, glad I did that, can't play it again because there's nothing new for me to pick up from that. That's what Mandalorian was like for me. It, it was such a rushed end. There was no build-up. There's no anything. It's just mystery box, mystery box, mystery box, reveal, and then everyone go, oh, my God, oh, my God, did you see that person? Oh, my God, oh, did you see this? Oh, my God, there was that guy at the end. It was like, earn it. And the same mm. thing in Kenobi where they did the whole reveal at the end with Qui-Gon Jinn. It was like, okay, A, if you manage to get Liam Neeson to agree to that. Why did you waste him for the final scene of a Kenobi series? I mean, they wasted well, everyone in the TV show. So, but it, oh yeah, it's I just think Liam Neeson got it good. 
It's such a cheap way to write a story. Yeah, it's fun every now and again, but it's every single thing they do. It's like, oh, I wonder if they're going to bring this character back. Oh, did you see the Easter egg of that thing in the show? Oh, did you see that this character did this in the background? And did you know? It's like, fuck off. Tell me a good story, something that builds a character up. They fail. They go through a process. They figure out what they need to do to win. Then they go through the pain and then they win. Show me something like that. But all we get is here's a hero. They defeat the villain. They go through some sort of um, adventure that means absolutely nothing to anyone filled with mystery boxes and MacGuffins, face the enemy again, defeat them again. Then it's the next movie. Then they go through mystery boxes, MacGuffins, and different plot lines that never get resolved, defeat the enemy again, victory. How good is that hero? Star Wars is like the war. I, I just I can't believe it. And again, it falls into that same thing where if I think I can write better, then I'm not watching. It's the same thing with Rings of Power. I think I said it last week in the pod. If I think I can write better, it's it's rubbish. Yeah. It's mm. rubbish. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. It's uh I've just lost I've lost faith in Star Wars, to be honest. I, I think their Lord of the Rings is going down the similar similar route of just money grab trying to yeah, make a bunch of movies and TV shows and shit. And I think See, they've kind of seen the success in financials that Star Wars has had over the years. So now they're like, oh, Warner Brothers, let's remake the greatest trilogy of all time. It doesn't really need to be done. But you know what? Let's do it anyway. Um, so I think they're just, yeah, they're just, it's a money grab now. So I, I don't, I don't fucking follow Star Wars anything now because everything I just find is a money grab. I don't think they're releasing anything to be like, hey, this is a really good story. They're just like, hey, well, I don't know, we've kind of dried up all other ends in the, the galaxy, so here's like another dude that's just come out of nowhere and um, he's he's Indian, but, you know, this time I swear he's better than the last three uh, guys who's been hired to kill a bunch of people um, and this story is going to be really, really good. Um, so tune in, uh, and it's going to have a lot of political stuff in it. So just go watch it and be like, well, oh. I, I'm going to have to just fix something with what Zach just said. Um, mm -hmm. Firstly, that Indian character, is he going to get a redemption arc that he was actually a good person all along, or is he going to be a villain? Well, we, we're talking rings of power. Depends, here when we, depends when we run out of budget. Well, um, if, if he's an Indian or a person of color or whatever, can't be a bad guy. He has to be white if he's going to be bad, so... True. Since Sauron's going to be an Indian, he's not going to be bad anymore. He's oh, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe I'm going to do a redemption. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm half expecting Galadriel. Oh, sorry, Guy Ladriel to be the main antagonist in season two. Speaking of which, can we get a round of applause for Dylan for managing to secure the name Guy Ladriel in um, World of Warcraft? In, in World of Warcraft, the other day. Oh, really did you? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great name choice, Dylan. Great name choice. Thank you. Um, wow. Did it, it magically, was it like a cheat code? When you put in Guy Ladriel, you automatically were like level 100 above the top 80 level mark and you could just do anything? Well, actually, what it gave him was the ability to backflip over a snow troll, which is quite high. It is and I'm playing, high. A, I'm playing a survival hunter, so I, I probably could can, do that. But you Dylan's been any enemy with under 10 seconds. 
Yeah, but Dylan's been stuck in Stormwind lately, teaching all the guards how to fight. So I don't know when he's done with that. Maybe he can come join me for some questing. And, and also screaming oh. at anyone coming past and telling them that the sea is always right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, my good. God. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get tied into that, um, I guess maybe we should move on to another very controversial topic uh, of Halo, since we're getting far into this pod. Um, we've all just watched the season two. Uh, and if anyone is watching this that has listened to many of our other episodes, you all know that I quite enjoy the Halo series and no one else in this pod does. Um, so me well, and my partner lost over 40 here, subscribers and we've lost all our views. Yeah, well, you guys should like Halo and they maybe will come back. Um, so me and my I partner, like Halo, just not the fucking TV show. We're going to be very excited on February 8th to sit down and watch it. It looks really good, much more action-packed than the last one by the looks of that trailer. Um, so, look, we all know that I don't have a lot negative to say. There's only, like, one thing I could probably criticize out of that trailer. Um, so let's go to Dylan because he just likes to nitpick things. So, Dylan, oh, take it away. I nitpicked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, go. Take it away, Dylan. Okay, Firstly, I'll give my uh, two cents that of what I actually like. Yep. The fight scenes and the combat, fucking intense. Apart mm-hmm. from some scenes that I'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, like the whole energy swords. I believe it also shows that the Arbiter will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it did look like the Arbiter in the background. Eh? Yeah, which could add some fucking sick-ass scenes. But the other thing was they mentioned at the start was like Citizens of Reach. So yep, I don't know yep. if they're going to go into that whole arc of um, the destruction of Reach. And I mean, if we get to that, I don't think uh, Master Chief was even on Reach. So No, you're right, Dylan, but this is uh, modern-day storytelling. We can oh, so, do sorry. what we want. And, well, to be honest, oh, the, the, the people, Reach the could be who... a different timeline, mate. Reach, Reach doesn't just have to be oh, about you know, one fucking you know what? Line, you know so. what I said before? You, you know what I said before about what? mystery boxes and MacGuffins and... Mm. Uh, big reveals being the cheapest way to tell a story. Mm. If that's the cheapest way to tell a story, multiverse is the worst way to tell a story. <laughs> and I think any creative writer that goes, oh, I've got an idea for a multi, and it should just be right punched straight to the face, they collapse, and then they get that sort of like memory erasing thing from Men in Black, done. And it'll be like, it doesn't happen. There is... It is the worst way to tell a story. And in fact, the only reason why it was told, which was like the DC's bloody um, crisis on infinite universe, was to clean up a few things. And that was the only reason why it was done. And that's it. That was to just try and make sense of the universe to reset itself. I mean, but every story now is Okay, so um, just one second. Okay, well, well, there well, is right. literally in Halo 3 ODST, there is a brief uh, Easter egg in Halo Reach um, with Master Chief there. And two, in the actual story, I'm pretty sure the Master Chief was the sole Spartan to leave the Reach system aboard the Pillar of Autumn, or to, uh, whatever the fuck. No, there would uh, be the with the expectation of Linda 058 in Cairo, for all he knew, he was the last Spartan alive. So just because they mentioned the fucking word reach, let's not dive balls deep into it in a oh, fucking no, train. This is the hype train. This is what you're supposed to do. And for yeah. me, the only thing in that that was hype was just combat because what yeah. everyone wanted 
was there to be more combat. And I knew for a fucking fact season two was going to be more action. And I'm telling you now, there's going to yeah. be a lot more fucking <laughs> action in this. What did you, you know, Mac? You're seeing now every bit of action that is going to be in that show. And it was in that two-minute long video. And the rest is going to be fucking Master no. Chief with no The first on. episode is going to be 50 minutes of action. And then the rest of it, the rest of it is going to be those couple of few clips where we saw the guy who plays Master Chief not in uniform, spending the rest of the season out of uniform, trying to get back to um, coming out of citizenship because I reckon guaranteed it'll be like he was a part of the war, something happened, and he got excommunicated and they kicked him out, right? He's no longer a fucking Spartan and they kick him out and he's out of uniform and he's got to find his way back without any of his, you know, suit and... Get, he's got to be resourceful and do all this sort of stuff. And it's going to be that uh, that chick that we saw. She's going to be uh, like the – it's going to be like Tila all over again in um, – what was that? Masters of the Universe show? Oh, yeah. So it's going to be about her and then Master Chief is going to be this side project where he's just trying to get back to um, something. I reckon that that's probably what it's going to be about because – in the game, the Arbiter was stripped of all his stuff and he had to start again. But I reckon this time around, it's going to be the Master Chief who was stripped of all his stuff yeah. um, because in this one, he's probably going to have to pay the price for sleeping with the enemy and they're going to tell him to go get stuffed for showing his cheeks <laughs> on live TV in front of kids, right? And he's going to get cast out uh, and uh, walk along the streets in that really cool... Um, jacket that he had on all right um one one scene that really uh made me almost laugh was uh when they're like oh we have one thing they don't and then it shows a woman looking back and then it shows a woman spartan going out to the battlefield i'm like oh no it's it's gonna be one of these isn't it uh well to be fair to you dylan you misogynistic fuck Okay, oh, Halo has no. always had female I, Spartans. I have kid. no issue. And in Halo, the female Spartans have always kicked ass. Kid. Yeah. So I, how about you take your misogyny out of our okay. podcast? That's I, not I shall you, defend you myself. Firstly, I don't have a girlfriend, so I can be as misogynistic as I want. Um, secondly, I'm not saying that women can't be badasses. No. It's oh. the fact that they're... Well, even the women in Spartan, like Cat, what are the fucking name is in uh, Halo, uh, Halo Reach? She was a badass. Mm. But, um, but it's more the fact that, like, oh yeah, we've got this fucking chick that looks like she's just come out of the hairdressers. She's gonna go out there kick a whole Covenant army's ass all by herself. Well, I think more when they say we have like one thing they don't. I think that was more just meant like we have Spartans. But um, yeah. Anyway, I don't even remember that part in the trailer. To be honest, I was just paying attention to the the fighting. Um, but for me, for me, right, I'm just keen to see more action because the one thing that they did really fucking well in season one when they did it was action. See, the fight I- scenes were immaculate. The CGI was immaculate. It was awesome watching him fight in season one when he did it. So if they do that more in season two, I'm all for it. See, I would, I would be fine with that. But then it becomes a soap opera as soon as mean? it ends. And he takes off his helmet and then he goes and fucks a Covenant spy. 
Okay, Dylan, do you believe that everything you see in the games, which was quite limited in terms of lore on the fucking Spartans, do you believe that Spartans just never fucked? Well, they didn't really even have the need to. Well, how do you know? Did, in your four years, if you're in your well, let's probably say like four campaigns they, of playing it, right? They have in your no four campaigns, in your four campaigns of playing it, right, where you play a handful of fucking missions, which probably equates to about I don't know a year of Master Chief's life. Do you think that equates <laughs> to his entire life of him not fucking once or his butt cheeks being on a camera? Well, you. Playing the game doesn't well, delegate whether or not he wants to get his dick wet. It okay. will happen. He is a male at the end of the fucking day. I'm going to point out, he was literally taken in as a child to be mm-hmm. a human test subject to be a soldier of war yeah. against and humans. What, okay, and what did historically soldiers of war do, Dylan? Yes, but this one... Soldiers of war historically... The Spartans but... were made emotionless killing machines that would follow the commands of the UNSC. And what did emotionless killing machines do, aka Vikings? Fucked. So... You're you're comparing a Viking to a genetically modified human that has no emotions, has never really even seen... Technically, Vikings were genetically modified because of their diets, right? So, like, yeah. if you were to go on genetics, every society is genetically modified based on what they oh, consume. S- sorry. So, I'm talking yeah, about if... someone going under the scalp or not going into the bushes and eating a fucking mushroom. Okay. Well, this is... someone being under the scalpel, I don't think they're going, all right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to add in a little bit of violence, just take out a little bit of emotion, and, oh, what's that? That's his hormones. Let's just remove all testosterone from his body because yeah. that's not valuable. When, in fact, they would probably go, let's increase the testosterone because that's what makes a fucking person stronger. So yeah, but that shit up. Mm. And what does testosterone do? Makes you horny. Yeah. So in fact, if, if anyone was to be horny, I'm pretty sure Master Chief would be one of the most fucking horniest horn dogs on planet <laughs> Earth with the amount of testosterone <laughs> pumping through his veins. But in your in your opinion, why would a genetically modified human that they made for one purpose and one purpose alone, which is to quell human civilizations that mm-hmm. turn against the UNSC, mm-hmm. why would they give the, a thing that has no emotion? The only emotion it has is has a, emotion. Huh? He has emotions. No, he doesn't. Okay, so. Uh, the emotion of killing a enemy is not an emotion. Not to him. He has no emotion. Well, it is because he's his emotion right then is I'm going to kill you. That's so an when, emotion. When, That's when, he, when he kills an enemy, he's like, fuck yeah, son. I killed that fucking cunt. He's fucking Emotion dead. doesn't have to be. Yeah, emotion doesn't, when, when, I, when, I, when I ejaculate Dylan, I don't go, oh, fuck yes. I just had sex. But yeah. I express an emotion, right? So you don't have to express an right. emotion when killing right. something. His it emotions is. are subdued, and uh, they are taken down to to only limited emotions, and remove certain emotions from him to make him better at the job that he is designed for. But there is a design for humans in this world, and that is to pro, pro uh, recreate. Right? We are meant to have sex and recreate. That's our only thing. But you have people out here like Elon Musk building rocket ships. Is that what he was designed for? No. Yes, but. 
The Spartans were also a secret. I'm finding ways to argue with you, Dylan. This is a fucking two-minute trailer. Secret and none of what we're saying is shown in this trailer. Why would they be like, oh, yeah, we better just put in a bit of uh, horniness and pro- make them so they want to procreate still. It's like, why the fuck would they want them to procreate? They're killing machines. Why, okay, want- why would we want our killing machines to procreate, to make more more killing machines? It's just like if they you were to go into Warhammer. Huh? They just go steal human children. They don't give yeah, a fuck. Why steal human children when you can just make them and their father is the killing machine that can teach them how to do it? This is in the future. They've got multiple planets. They, I don't think they're, they're really lacking on resources. Well, like if we look back to the Nazis, right? Let's, let's take a step back in time. Nazis, not only for people who don't know history, not only did they have camps for you know killing certain people, but they actually had camps for breeding certain people, and that was the Aryans, where they would send the Aryans or you know the, the soldiers they deemed to be good enough to go produce and have sons. And if they had daughters, they would kill them unless they were born a son and raise them as Aryans, right? So who's to say that they won't do that with Spartans? Because Spartans aren't Spartans are made. creators. They're not. I'm just finding a way to make Dylan argue with me because this yeah. is a two-minute trailer that shows literally fucking none of this, but you're only arguing topics from the previous season and not about what well, the trailer okay, showed up. I'll get back to it. I'm, Thank you. I'm fine with Master Chief not mm-hmm. wearing his helmet in one scene, and that's when he's taking or- he's getting orders from a UNSC general. Yep. Apart from that, when he's in no armor and he's scurrying around a city, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, in, in, in I'm going to say in the games, but in law, these guys are like eight foot tall fucking behemoths that require a whole team to armor them and unarmor them. Mm. The helmet is the only thing that they're going to be easily be able to take off. Where's he getting like a whole fucking forklift team to fucking unarmor him? Sorry, just to correct you, because like as soon as you said that, I was like, that's not correct. Master Chief's only uh, 6'10, okay? So he's two meters tall, two, two meters and eight centimeters. Um, he weighs only 130 kilos. So that's like a you know, pretty standard size NBA player. Um, and I'm pretty sure he has a machine that takes his armor off for him and puts it on him. Um, but in saying that, I walking around a city where I feel completely safe don't feel the need to walk around in a shit ton of fucking armor the entire time when I can just go grocery shopping um, in my standard armor. Right? Not to say Master Chief's going grocery shopping. I'm just I mean, making he's, he's, the he's argument the enemy, well that I don't think it is law breaking or an issue, or I don't think it's the biggest issue that he's walking around his own city with no armor on. Now, if you were to say, I think it's really dumb that he's walking around an enemy city with no armor on or in an enemy planet with no armor on or an outside planet where he's not knowing where he is with armor on, then I agree with you. But if he's in the UNSC's capital with no armor on, I don't think he's expecting to get into a fucking punch on, which clearly you saw in a scene in the trailer where he gets into a gunfight with no armor on. So clearly they get invaded which is where he's probably in the UNSC and he gets invaded and he's caught without his armor on, which obviously is then a, hey, oh shit, maybe we need to have their armor on while they're in the UNSC. But I don't think that is Halo's biggest fucking problem. My issue with people hating on it is you've got game, you've got something like 
rings of power for instance where there are way bigger fucking issues that ruin the story but with halo oh what's the biggest issue that we can criticize master chief's ass is on the screen for a second and he doesn't have a helmet on i don't want to watch this anymore i understand that and i understand everyone ties master chief to their reasoning for liking halo i don't master chief is a character in a universe that I find cool in a game I find cool, but he is not the core reason I like Halo. It's just like if you were to say, oh, I only like Gears of War for the one fucking dude with a bandana in Gears of War. Oh, he's dead. I don't want to play Gears of War anymore. If Master Chief died, I couldn't give a flying fuck. Put another Spartan in front of me and I'll still play the game. So for then- me, the fact that he doesn't do certain things that aren't really story breaking to me, I don't care. I really, I couldn't care that he walks around without his helmet on for a second. It doesn't make any difference to the universe. But if you were to say, oh yeah, we've actually changed our minds. Spartans don't need armor anymore. Then I'd be like, holy shit. What the fuck are you on about? That's <laughs> completely changing the story up. I, I, I guess I can get your idea on that. Like, the whole, like, he could be caught out. But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the whole armor thing is supposed to be, like, he's supposed to be at ready 24-7, could go to war at any time. If he isn't, yeah. he's at the barracks, and that'll be it. He doesn't sure. go out. Sure. But, I mean, like, that that's fine. I don't think they really ever express that in the video game of, like, hey, dude, your job is when you're not on this ship or you're not here, you just sit at base in a room like this waiting you know i think it's showing that yeah they are spartans and killing machines but they still have motor functions to be normal human in the sense of they're not walking around going to a bar going <laughs> fucking all on that bird over there but they're still walking around and being like oh you know i'm communicating with other people you guys need help with training do you oh well, i'm a spartan at the end of the day well, I'm, show you I'm, I'm, I'm not i'm not too know. sure on that especially with john the master chief mm-hmm. right because he's like one of the like original Spartans. So he's one of the ones that are more, you know, fucking cuckoo in the head. Don't fucking talk or anything. Yeah. Um, can, compared to like one of more of the later ones, which you see in like Halo 4 um, of Delta Squad, where they're the newer versions where they have more human emotion, they joke and all that. But then yeah. you've got Master Chief where he's deadpan. Yeah, well, in the show, he was kind of like that. Like, when he spoke with the other Spartans, he was never laughing, smiling, or showing emotion. He never... Actually, I don't think he smiled or laughed in the entire series. I don't think he really cried from memory, maybe. Maybe with the chick. But, like, he never really showed much emotion, whereas the other ones kind of did. The only emotion he probably showed was anger. And I do actually remember, if Spartans are not going out in combat they're usually frozen as well like they're cryogenically frozen in their armor so when war times happen they just cryogenically unfreeze them and then they well, i don't know enough it. to fact check on that one so we'll have to take your word on it but if that's the case then sure but again i don't think that that's like a it's not a super groundbreaking thing for me it's like you know if you were to say let's say like um one piece let's say one piece are like oh we're gonna make a show and one piece was just a book the whole time and they went, oh, you know, we've decided that Luffy, instead of wearing a um, a red vest, we kind of like the idea of him having like this black vest with like a straw hat. We'll keep the straw hat the same, but I like the black vest. I don't think that's something where I'll be like, fuck, I don't want to watch this anymore. Oh, no, I don't want to no give a fuck. He, he changes exactly. his outfit every island. 
Exactly. But I'm just making up in a scenario. Or oh, instead of Zoro being green hair, we actually think he looks cool with like orange. I don't think that's a huge fucking problem. But if they were like, we actually don't like the idea of Luffy being a rubber man. So we've decided to make him a metal man where he can form his body into pure steel. I think people would be like, no, you've just changed the entire character and the entire layout. So I think if they went, oh, for Master Chief, we've decided that he's actually not going to be a Spartan, then I'd be like, well, hold on, that's groundbreaking. But for me, him taking armor off here and there isn't enough to make me go, this show is dog shit, I'm not watching it. That's why I have an issue with people not liking it. I still feel like the show, he shouldn't have been the main character. Yeah. It should have been like... I I agree. It should have been a human that was fighting with an odious tail or something. Yeah, I agree. Uh, That's why there's a... um, I'm going to... I just found a few things because I was just trying to... Because I haven't seen season one. I'll probably have to really take the time to uh, judge my own uh, thing on it. But I just want to mention a few things and hopefully, Zach, you might be able to remedy or um, comment. Mm -hmm. Um, Now... One of these things was uh, pretty much what Dylan had just said, um, that the the Spartans make uh, bad main characters. Uh, Spartans are fairly static characters. Yep. Uh, between the insane training and two-plus decades of warfare, they are who they are at this point. What Spartans are great for is guiding other characters uh, who are in the process of their transformative journey uh blah 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 they're so static they force those characters to reassess their world views which I, I agree and that's was partly like probably one of my things like having uh master chief as a, a main character or one of the main characters of spartans in that regard um is that yeah you would have to make it a human element like zach said you would have to make them human for it to be yeah, related to anyone yeah. Uh, which just seems like you you could have gone down any other route than that if they wanted to stick a little bit more true to it. So um, did you feel, Zach, that in season one that just, just in short, I don't want a 16-year rant, but just in short, was he a good character? Was he a good human character? Oh, like as in them changing his emotions a bit to making him a main character. Well, having good? having him become uh, what everyone knew him as, which was a, um, just a war machine, really, just a yes mm. man, you were point and shoot kind of guy to having human emotions and thoughts and questioning uh, yes. certain orders. I, I think that was- I think, well... I think by them choosing to make him the main character, making the choices they did to make him more relatable and interesting, which I think podcasts ago I made that comment where they need to do that for people who don't play the games that want to watch it to have some relation to him that haven't played it. You need to develop a relationship to Master Chief if, if you've never played it to like him. I think they did a good job because they they showed him having an internal conflict with do I want emotions? Maybe I don't. But at the same time, I feel like I have been wrong done by here and I've been lied to. So he's like, I don't really care because my job is to kill shit, but they've done something wrong and aren't telling me what I actually was or where I actually came from. So it wasn't more like him going, I just want love. It was him going, wait, 
wait a second where did i come from that's not what you said wait i had parents wait what so he's going where the fuck who am i because at the end of the day he's like was i kidnapped oh that's all i want to know and that's all his conflict is is him just and you know with that uh asian lady at the beginning i can't remember her name that everyone ranted about quan that's it he was kind of like can you just fuck off like the whole time he was never like oh i love you quan you're like my daughter he was just like a Shut the fuck up. Sit on the sit on the thing. I'm taking you back to base. Just I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah, and but she was antagonizing he, he, him and antagonizing him and antagonizing him. And she he was, was, yeah. I think hit that he, he was portrayed well enough where he started off like this soulless <laughs> fuck. Get on the ship. I'm here. I've killed everything. I've saved everything. You're the last human. Get on the ship. Taking you back. Don't talk to me, girl. Sit down, girl. I've got a job to do. And then him going. Wait a second. You and SC have lied to me kind of intrigued by this it wasn't him being like i want to seek love so i think for him to be an interesting character the changes they made weren't groundbreaking to me and it made him kind of intriguing as someone who played the games if i can give you some comparable um characters that uh you know uh, are well beloved and in my uh, opinion would have been a better route to go down if you look at characterizations of like Robocop or um, like Judge Dredd, where mm. they are the main character, but they have a uh, humble human counterpart that shows or that we see the story through, um, which gives us a human uh, to uh, show that emotional um reaction to characters like robocop or judge dread where they are just basically just a machine of uh, getting shit done just you go do this and you do it kind of thing Mm. um where that's uh quite a successful um movies like the the latest dread carl urban who was amr played dread and absolutely fantastic job like one of the greatest i cannot believe they haven't made a second one and you never saw his face throughout the whole thing he had his helmet on the whole time but you had the female who played um like the human humble sort of counterpart Uh, i can't because yeah but she had like her own little character arc throughout and it was like really well done that to me was what i was kind of expecting through well expecting that i would see in a um halo show or something resembling like robocop where it shows them as a weak human uh shows that transformation to becoming a weapon of war and then just shows them being a weapon of war and them going through the process of almost dealing with certain memory waves that attack them throughout that's basically what happened to master chief yeah, but there then it's, a series it's of memories hoping to get through that to go. No, I'm I am who I am now. Like kind of. Yeah, thing. well, that's that's exactly what happened. Is he was going through these memories and trying to figure out what happened, and when he figured it out, he's like, "Well, I'm it's I'm already where I'm at." And he had Cortana put in him, and he started to develop a relationship with Cortana and trust with her because he realized that. At first, he was like, I don't want you in my body. I do my job good enough without you in my body. And Cortana's like, well, I was just put in here to help you. 
but the person that put Cortana inside him was the same person that's lying to him about him being kidnapped as a child and them having to take his kill, you know, kill his parents or whatever. Um, so he was like, well, I don't, if you, if you lied about me being as a kid, then I don't trust you putting this thing inside me. So I can do my job perfectly fine at killing shit. I don't need you to put a Cortana in me. But then he, Cortana kind of earns his trust throughout the show where he gets to the point where he's like, well, shit's happened. I don't even care about where I came from as a kid anymore. My job is my job. And then towards the end of it, he's like, Cortana, take full control, bang. And then Cortana just turns, he's just killing everything, whatever, gets him off the fucking planet because he's, you know, trying to get off this fucking, there's elites coming at him and everything. And he's, that's how it ends. So it's like now the next series will be him working with Cortana to be Master Chief. So I feel like there was kind of this. So it wasn't, so it wasn't Master, Master Chief, Chief uh, at the end. It was Cortana. Well, he was originally in the fight kicking ass and then his Spartans started falling. He was getting overwhelmed and he started like, I can't remember it exactly, but he was like losing the battle. Like he was starting to get killed by the thousands of fucking aliens around him. He's just running out of shit. Spartans are dying. And then Cortana's like, I can get you out of here, but I need control and gives him control to get him off the planet. So, cause he was not functioning properly towards the end. Does that ever happen though? Is that even a thing? So I always what? thought they worked together and Cortana yeah. would tell Cortana him never takes control of Master where to go, what like she would obviously feed him the ideas of how to succeed in the mission and he was the doer, she was the sayer. Yeah, but she, I never she's knew the that human part actually. of Master Chief. She like tells him what needs to be done, when it needs to be done. She's not someone that would take control. She would like yeah. stun him. That's about it. Um yeah, but anyway, um, he basically, well, Cortana has full, the idea of Cortana going in him originally was to be Master Chief. I'm pretty sure Cortana was, a, like, the idea was to basically make Master Chief fully controlled by Cortana and he was just kind of the shell of it. But with Cortana, it wasn't like a, I'm a woman, if that's what you're getting at, let me get you out of here. It was no, he was physically dying. AI. Yeah, she's he was AI. physically he was just physically dying. So he was going to die, and him as a human dying means that's it. I'm out. So she's like, "Well, I don't have feelings. I can just control your shell. Just let just let me do it." He's like, "Okay, I'm going to die. Then just do it." So she just gets him out of the horde of aliens coming. I'm sure that's not in the video game. Just like him not fucking another girl is in the video game. But my point is they have to have some creative direction. I don't want a show that is a carbon copy of the fucking video game. I just want to show that, show a bit of, you know, I'm I'm fine for a director to show me a little bit of creativity in a story, but make it a good story. I'm not asking you to make a carbon copy of a story I've already known, but make a good story out of what I already know. Same with Rings of Power. I don't want a story I've already read from the books. I want you to respect the story in the books and make it good that's all i want just like i think halo did an amazing job at taking a woman and making her a badass with the woman spartan in the show who's like probably the second spartan that they really follow she was a fucking monster and she was intimidating she was tall she was strong she physically showed her capabilities and it wasn't through her being like i'm a woman she just it wasn't even really mentioned oh i'm a woman spartan i get you know Everyone respected her 
and she was just a fucking beast. So I think they've done a really good job. And there was a YouTube series ages ago. I'm trying to find it, but it was back when I was in high school where they made a Halo live action TV series and it was on YouTube and it was fucking phenomenal. And it followed two boys that were part of the UNSC as just a soldier being trained up and their experiences as as kids growing up in the UNSC and fighting wars. And at the very end, Master Chief shows up and starts killing shit. And that's how the show ended. I can't find the yeah, name. I think I, I, think remember, I remember that. Is and it, it was phenomenal. Huh? Isn't that like what? Forward Unto Dawn or something? I, that's what I think it is. Yeah, Forward Unto Dawn. No, I, th- I think it was like one that had like multiple um, sh- movies on it. Like there was one about Forward, um, Hunters uh, and shit as well. Yeah, no, it is Forward Unto Dawn. I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yeah, it's only short. It's not that long. Um, yeah, it is Forward Unto Dawn. And I think that was a phenomenal story. I think that was yeah, really well but, done. See, but that that does what I, I say. It, it shows you the story from a human standpoint. Yeah. Master Chief is this sort of being of superiority above everything else, which is what yeah. – that's what his character is. Like, I mean, the video games were never like a, a – a great characterization of Master Chief. You were just exactly. playing just the shell of killing person. Exactly. But that's but that's like partly why it was fun because it was just he was yeah, anything. Yeah, it really. was look, it was fun, but I I wouldn't say like I never grew up finding the Halo story engaging, like as in the campaigns of playing Master Chief. I didn't find Master Chief as a character super engaging as a character, like as if you know, when I played Skyrim and I played as the Dover Kin and I found that really engaging playing that. But playing Halo, I didn't find the character development of Master Chief the sole reason of why I liked it. I just really liked the universe and the enemies I was fighting and the combat that was happening and the weapons and the the way the world was developing around me. So for me, if they're like, hey, we want to try and make Master Chief relatable, sure, go ahead. I don't give a fuck about him. You know, it's not it's not this huge groundbreaking issue to me. But if they were like, we're going to take Dover Kin and change him, I'll be like, well, hold, hold up. He's already got a full story and character development. Master Chief never really had one. It was just, hey, dude, go kill shit. You're the best guy at doing it. So yeah, I don't mind them trying the to change the creative setting, though, wasn't it? The world building was pretty set yeah. in stone. Halo. Um, okay, yeah. so back to the trailer, which is what we originally were discussing. Um, so, yeah, they, they did mention Reach, and I can confirm that the first episode is a... Um, the synopsis is uh, it's a deadly evacuation mission um, uh, signals the shift in Master Chief's war with the Covenant on Reach. A new regime takes the reins at Fleetcom. John senses a looming threat close to home. And then I'm the not second, sure what that means, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's obviously must be an invasion on so. It's an invasion on Reach, um, and then it's uh, an evacuation of everyone off Reach, um, and then John is sensing something coming. I'm, I would uh, sort of extrapolate from that. Yeah. The second episode, uh, John pushes Silver Team to its limits as he searches for missing Spartans. Uh, Kai worries about John's stability. Uh, here we go again, emotions. <laughs> Fuck. Uh Quan finds the rubble is a far more dangerous place in Soren's absence. Holsey seeks the identity of her captor. 
Yep. That's the second episode. Is that all they've got, just on the first and second? Yeah, just two episodes. Yeah, okay. All sounds action-packed, so I'm going into it excited because I, I enjoyed it. I thought Maybe the combat was awesome. I only watched the watch, first so. season, but I'll watch the second. I'll watch the first season. I'll, I'll, uh, I will try this week to watch it, so by next week we'll uh, hopefully have some more information coming closer to um, the release of season two, which would be good. And I'll try yeah. and uh, watch season one, inject myself back into the Halo universe for the first time since 2007 um, and uh, do what I can there. Okay. <clears throat> I have actually- and, and also for anyone listening, sorry, Dylan, for anyone yeah. listening, I'm not a giant Halo nerd, so I don't know every lore thing about it. This is an opinion of someone that's just grown up playing them, mm-hmm. love the multiplayers. So if you're going to come at me in uh, any way of like, yeah, but dude, actually, theoretically, in the lore of the story, well, I don't give a fuck, okay? I'm just giving you my opinion as someone that likes the game. I don't know everything about it. I like the game. This is my opinion on it. Simple I do. As that. I care. So, I love, yeah, I love I deep lore. I like... If, if I see something on the TV, if I watch this Halo series, season one and I go to the fandom of Halo to explore a certain aspect of the show and there's nothing there... That's where I question the credibility of uh, the creation. Okay. This is my reason why I said that. Halo is not Lord of the Rings. Halo is not Star Wars. Halo is not any other fucking story with 18 books written on the fucking in-depth floor. It has maybe a couple. Has No, no, no. It has books. It has books and it has directories and certain things on it. But what I'm saying is, is it's not one of those things where people commonly go in-depth and crazy about the law. It is not a widely known thing for its in-depth law. There are certain is. people... There's exactly Brendan, 18 no, books. <laughs> no. Oh, is there? What a good guess. Um, no, but there is there is people... It's not... To me, Halo isn't Warhammer. It is not known for its law. Halo was popular for its gameplay. Its multiplayer blew it up. Its gunplay. It is... It has lore because I actually own a couple of Halo books and I own the big Halo one that goes on about every ship and planet and all that shit. But what I'm saying is I don't love it for the lore. I love it for the world and the games that I played. I don't love it like I like Lord of the Rings where I love the universe and the lore. So that's why I personally don't give a fuck. I just like the story of it. So I'll take it back. There's heaps they're probably like comics and stuff. Yeah, but hey? yeah. No, I don't comic. think if you if comics you were to relate if you relate Halo to um you you also got to remember you're dealing with no longer Bungie. So if you're going to go on about books and shit, unless they're actually done by Bungie, then that's like saying Amazon's released a bunch of Lord of the Rings books because these are now books by Microsoft, who are people who just bought the story off Bungie and have now you know gone on about it. So technically, we could argue that none of that shit's canon because that's not what Bungie originally wanted. I'm going to go okay. off what Bungie did. And in their world building, it wasn't super, super duper lore heavy. It was you, world you, building, uh, gameplay, you, and gunplay. You're going to hold on to that? Because I swear what? to God, anyone that comes up with a sufficient argument in the comment, I'm going to read it on the next podcast. Yeah, go for right? it. Yeah, and go for it. I'll tear him to shreds. Like I said, my point is that I don't like Halo for the lore. I like Halo for the gunplay and the games I played. So for See, me, the show is good enough to bring back nostalgia and I enjoy it. You, you want to know what the funny thing is compared to that? I fucking hate Halo's gameplay 
you I hate only like the gameplay. Story. I hate okay, well then it. your points are invalid to me anymore because you barely played them. No, I I love the game, but I don't like the multiplayer. I'll I'll, I'll do the, the multiplayer. The okay, so all people, day. all right, unpopular opinion right here. Law fans of Halo, fake fans. Halo Three multiplayer fans, real fans of Halo because Halo is a game, and Halo's yeah. multiplayer was what made it popular. So if you don't like Halo Three multiplayer, then you are not a real fan. You're a fake fan. So you, you heard it here, folks. Uh, yep. If you don't like the multiplayer in a game, yep. uh, you're, you don't. No, no, like no, the no, game. no, 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 Dylan. <laughs> I did not say multiplayer in a game. I said, if you don't like Halo 3 multiplayer, you are a fake fan because that is what made Halo a big game. <laughs> that is what made Halo huge. Is Halo right, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to bury Halo now. Like it's yeah, finished. cool. I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not, there's no point in me watching his second season. So I, I, I did actually Halo like... the Halo novel project uh, was initiated with the intent of establishing the expanded universe for future content. Uh, contrary to popular belief, the project was overseen by Microsoft and not by Bungie, though they exactly. were given a significant degree of creative control. Uh, yep. It also states that although the novels have always been considered canonical, the stories were told generally regarded as distinct from the Halo games stories in some respects, with games, uh, with both games and the expanded universe forming their own standalone narratives. So therefore... None of it fucking matters. The games yep. are rubbish, right? The lore in the games rubbish. The yep. lore in the books is rubbish. The TV shows crap. I mean, just get rid of it. There's no point anymore because none of it makes sense. They don't. It's not cohesive. It doesn't matter. So, Dylan, that's it. I'm going to delete the last 30 minutes of this podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, there's cool. no point talking about it any further. I did want to bring up something. Is it sure. Halo related? I did when I was. Uh, I remembered towards the beginning of the podcast um, that I did see something that looked what could possibly annoy the fuck out of me. Well, I I looked it up a bit more and it could be interesting. Okay. Okay. Which is Borderlands. Which is what? Borderlands. Borderlands. Oh, okay. Okay. It's going to annoy you. Uh, you I thought it would. It's a live action one. Yep. Okay. And I thought, oh yeah, it's probably going to be shit because. Well, here, here's my every... opinion again on that because a Borderlands is literally Halo in the same thing. There is fuck all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me disclaimer for any fucking nerds like Dylan on Borderlands. Sorry, Dylan, you're about to hate exactly what I'm going to say, and this is going to be another argument. Borderlands is not known for its lore. It is known for being a fun arcade shooter with cool stories individual to each game. There is no chronological order that everyone goes around going, hey, do you remember that Borderlands novel? No. There may be 4% of the fan base that likes their lore, but it is not known for that. So you know what? Take your live-action TV series, do whatever the fuck you want with it. See, just make I'll, it I'll, actually agree, I'll actually agree with you. The, the combat is probably the best part of Borderlands. Halo. I mean, Borderlands Halo. Halo is its combat. No. That is it. <laughs> and anyway, it is. But <laughs> there is one character in the Borderlands movie that uh, will interest me because I don't know how it's going to work, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Jack Black as Claptrap. 
Oh, perfect. You've sold oh, yeah. me. Dylan, you've sold me. Dylan you, that was, was announced back in 2001 before Borderlands even existed. Everyone knew that he was Castle's <laughs> Claptrap. Yeah, he, he, he is Claptrap. Um, yeah. Zach might know this. Uh, Bobby Lee. Yeah. From that uh, podcast. Do you like what? Uh, yeah, I love Bobby Lee. Bobby yeah, Lee's he's in Borderlands as well. Oh, you've yes, sold me. This is going to be the best fucking movie. <laughs> he, he's a character I, I can't find. This is the best. He will you be. If if they do Borderlands uh, 3, he would be one of those villains. That yeah. The podcast, social 100%. media villains. That well, would be great. There's one character, there's one person I don't know how I think about it because I feel like they could have found someone a lot better, which is Roland. And he's played by Kevin Hart. Oh, honestly, Kevin Hart's another great person. You're I'm just not, he's a great person, but I don't think he's a no. A I think, no, because he's for me, Roland. Borderlands is super comical. It, what makes Borderlands great yeah. is comedy, gunplay, action. <clears throat> You've named Kevin Hart great for that. Jack Black amazing for that. Bobby Lee godlike. So genuinely, I think that is an amazing cast lineup for that. Yeah, there's Kate Blanchett for Lilith, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for Tannis. Um, they actually, this person, I reckon they actually got a pretty good actor, which is Florian uh, Montaneo, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, for Krieg. Free. And he's like, uh, I think, I think he looks like a, oh, I don't know, like a, maybe a Middle Eastern like boxer, like built like a brick shit house. Yeah. So like he was in, um, he was in Creed. He played uh Victor Drago. Oh yep. Yeah. But yeah. So, no, like, honestly, I think Borderlands is a great game to do movies on because their lore is so minuscule. You can basically just make any story with great gunplay, great world atmosphere, yeah, and comedy. So as long as the action scenes are good, the world matches the art style, and the comedy is in the same, you know, realm as yeah. how they did it in the games. Movies will be great. You can make any story up under the sun, and it will work. Yeah. So Borderlands is a great game to do that shit for. So I think it'll be really, really good. Didn't you just shit on Borderlands just like two seconds ago? Yep. No. I no, I didn't. When did I shit on Borderlands? I said that Borderlands has no law. That my I said that Borderlands is a great game for being combat. It is an amazing game. I've finished Borderlands one numerous times, Borderlands two, haven't finished Borderlands three. But I think Borderlands is an amazing game. But like Halo, maybe four percent of the fans fucking delve into the law. I think majority of people love Halo and have nostalgia to it for being combat, just like Borderlands. It is a combat game. It is not a fucking sit back and read Wikipedia about, oh, what did Claptrap really come from? Or what was Claptrap's creator? No one gives a fuck. The game was just insanely fun. So Borderlands is not in the same realm as Lord of the Rings. You can just you can just do whatever the fuck you want in Borderlands. Uh, and I think Borderlands I- is a great game. I did just put in to our Discord of like it. That's pretty much all you all we know of what they look like. It looks like they've got Tiny Tina. Yeah, Tiny Tina. There's Krieg. There's Tannis, Moxie, and Roland. Yeah, you can R- see Roland looks tiny. <laughs> it's Kevin yeah, Hart. Yeah. 
Um, Tiny Tina's played oh, by Clark Ariana Greenblatt. Mm. Oh, you know who Larry is? Who? Nah. What's I tried look. Is Larry the bus driver? No, that's um, Marcus, who's played yeah, by Benjamin yeah. Byron Davis. Played oh. by who? He's um the guy who plays uh, Dutch out of uh, oh, yeah, Red, Red Dead Redemption. He also played uh, Blittle Snort in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So is this going to be an animated film? No, live no, action. Like live action. Okay, so who's the actor for Marcus? Uh, Benjamin Byron Davis. I don't actually. Think- I can just. I can just do it here. I can uh, share. Oh, yeah, yeah no, he would be. He'd be great. I reckon he looks great for it. They yeah, got a pretty great. all right looking actress for. Um, I think it looks good. Ellie. All right, so here's the cast. Oh yeah, you're up on IMDb. I, I sure am. Uh, I think uh, I saw the Kevin Hart with Roland. It looks pretty good. Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis looks pretty good. Moxie looks good. Who's uh, who's Knox? Uh, Knox is like a antagonist from the first game, so I'm assuming he's going to be the bad guy. Oh, he's General Knox. Okay. Uh, but that's Wait, played by this girl. Wait, what? Go back. <laughs> unless it's, so what's the character? So what's the character say? No, who does it say she's playing? General oh, yes, Knox. I can see the similarities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a doozy. Uh, thanks, Game Rant, for providing us with this close-up image. That is insane. Well, okay, so <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's probably someone else. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, that's if that's that that's a bad one. That is great. How good is that? She doesn't like Monday. I was happy travel. up until that, but to, to that Bobby be... Lee, take it back. <laughs> who's Bobby Lee playing? Larry. No one knows. I think no it's an knows. OG. No one knows who Larry is. Who's uh? Who's Crom? Crom is uh, the antagonist I was, I was thinking of before Knox. No. It's like a bandit. Who's Jacobs? Uh, that's... Um... Yeah, him. He's from Borderlands 3. Yeah, okay. Same as uh, Hammerlock, Charles uh, Babalola. Bottom Who's left. Ellie? That's Ellie's the, um, the fat... Um... Oh, yes. The Dylan. Of, uh, fucking... <laughs> Yes, Ellie. Oh, yeah. Ellie's so good. Surely they could have got Melissa McCarthy for that. Oh, actually, yeah, Melissa McCarthy would have been great. Oh. I'm not having that as my profile pick. Dylan, make that your profile. Oh, Dylan, that is your profile pick from now on. Uh, okay, so it's being played by Rianne Redmond. Oh, no, she looks good for it. Yeah, I was, I, that's what I was saying. Like, she looked all right. Yeah, she looks good for it. It would be good to bring a little bit of sexuality to that character. Oh, yeah, she'll definitely have that. Rather than having yeah. this, who just absolutely gives you the most inappropriate shit at all times. I love that character. She is peak fem- female performance right there. She is. She is. Let's uh, see, Borderlands think... is a great game. It's not super lore heavy. Like, it's got lore, but it's not lore heavy. So I they can make any too attractive up. to play that character. 
No, she's I, very I, beautiful, but you can see that with with makeup, they could make her look I, I like, like you could make anyone thing. look fucked. I'd like to think they'll so. put a fucking like um suit on her. Isn't that the uh Skyrim set? That's Princess what? Leia. No, for that's sure. Princess Leia. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the skirt with the leather straps. I'm pretty sure you can get that in Skyrim. Oh, you probably can. I'll Isn't that the um what's the what's the the two different guards? The um Storm cloaks and the other one. Uh the storm cloaks and the uh, imperial. Yeah, it's the imperial skirt. Yeah, if you look up Larry, it just comes up someone in um, uh, Telltale Walking Dead. Yeah, but to be honest, Bobby Lee is so good. He's just so funny. I, I'm not sure about the great. Charles Babalola one. Might be alright for Hammerlock. Who's Quinn? What's well, Maya? Might be just like a random NPC. What's There's, Charles Bubble playing? Uh, he's playing Hammerlock. Who? Hammerlock. Who's Hammerlock? Hammerlock is the dude in Borderlands 2. The British dude right at the beginning of the game. Oh, yes. Yes, the um dude up on the hill. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I love him. He's good. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be British, but it looks like he's playing being played by an African. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like, I don't care about the colors. It, like I said, in Borderlands, it's not lore heavy enough for that. I don't yeah. care. It's Everything right? dynamite, except for Nox. Yeah, everything's really good except that Nox, Nox casting. That's fucking pretty laughable. That's pretty bad. <laughs> it's that one with the, the one of the I like the right. meme on the top right. The top yeah, right, top right. that's the best one. That's a good one. But yeah, no, honestly, I think that's a that's a good one. And you know what? I'm um oh, I'm excited for that. I think on IMDB it says it might come out August. Yeah, okay. Well, so we'll uh, be ready on. for that, I suppose. But um yeah, yeah I'm uh, I, when's um have they re- announced the new um Last of Us season 2? Like when that's going to be happening? No, uh, but I no. have heard some stuff okay. that have. Yeah, don't even say it, Dylan. It's not worth it. It's going to open up a whole other can of worms, and it's getting <laughs> late, and I don't want to do it. I don't blame you. Mm, okay. Well, well says golf. Okay. Oh well, that, I don't know the game enough. I wasn't, really I wasn't thinking that, Dylan. And the rumor is that they probably won't go ahead with that. Oh really? They, I don't. The rumor is that they're going to change it and they're not going to golf club said character. In um, and they're going to uh, probably keep them not dead. <coughs> ah, retconning. My favorite kind of thing. Well, yeah, just oh. so no one has anything to say about the gamers who don't like the second game. Yeah. Which is going to be... I, I'm waiting for it to happen so then everyone understands the pain that everyone went through. Yeah. I guess to be fair, you can't crucify the TV series for following the game unless people now want them to change the story from the game. Um, well, how the how the game is, is very shitly done. It, it's paced very okay. odd. 
well, actually, I just realized before we get into this, Taylor said before we started this podcast, let's not try and make this go over an hour and a half. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. sorry. And sorry. we've kind of, uh, we've kind of gone I, I off that. You know, I actually fully blame Dylan for um, bringing up Halo. That was really irresponsible of you. You know where that was <laughs> I going. I didn't bring up Halo. And secondly, <laughs> Dylan, it was about the fucking trailer. We weren't meant to debate season one of Halo. So yeah, we, I don't, don't even think we in... made it through the trailer. So I don't think we did. No, because Dylan instantly brought up butt cheeks and sex. This has been no, the worst, butt cheeks. This has been butt worst cheeks. episode we've ever done. Like we're, the, the, we're gonna get absolutely hounded for this by the. No, uh, you know what? I think, like I said, I think people enjoy. I wholeheartedly think people really enjoy seeing us show our true emotions and argue with each other so as well as you know sometimes we go off the wire a bit i think people probably find that very entertaining so you're welcome um, you know dylan well, never come at me like that again i'll tell you what how about how about we do a separate video maybe throughout the week where we react to the trailer we'll do a just a, a pure reaction to the trailer well we could we could do that as a youtube video yeah, we'll Actually, just upload we'll just it to it. our channel as a video of a reaction. We'll have a reaction um, section where we'll react to trailers um, and we'll do it there. Yeah, that's, a, Dylan, that's, a, that's a good idea. Don't bring up Dylan, season one. The rumor don't, don't that I've heard. Dylan, I'm trying to talk. The rumor about... <laughs> about... Uh, last of us right the rumor going around now is they're going to do a standalone uh show about um episode three. Oh, so they're going to further okay? D- dylan <laughs> i couldn't hit the profanity buzzer quick enough you you can't say that word what well, you can say it no, you can't. It's it's the F one. Straight three straight white males. You can't throw that word around willy nilly. It's fucking ridiculous that you think you can just do that. That's fine. That, that sort of that shit language is not that, that word, sort of shit would get us kicked off. To be fair, no one knows the race of Dylan, and we should have strategically done this and made the Green Dragon Pod logo with Dylan as a person of color. Um, because you know we wanted some more diversity, and no one really knows the race of Dylan at this point. So. But yes, yes, the the uh, they are going to make a standalone TV show about the two uh, gay interest lovers, even though they had said and did everything they needed to do in one episode. They're going to expand on it somehow. I will say that is the best episode I've ever seen in TV. It, it, it was good. I, I thought explain. it was a phenomenal TV episode. It but was it like was watching good. a whole series. In one episode, and it was. But you great. know what that I also shows is that video game writers and creators know how to flesh out characters better than anyone currently in Hollywood writing anything. Yeah. Neil Gaiman, who was part of the creation of The Last of Us game one and two, um, he was pretty much in control of the majority of the story in the show, and did I think he did a great job. Well, I think I think in saying that, gamers need to be better at it because one, you need to sell the game to someone. I'm not personally buying a TV show to watch it, but I'm buying a game to play it. And two, I spend a lot more time playing a fucking story single player game than I do watching a series. 
So I feel like gamers need to flesh out characters way better than TV writers. But it's a lesson to be learned from TV is that you can do it better. And Last of Us for that episode about the, the, the gay couple was so good. I loved that episode. I thought it was a great short story. Um, it was phenomenal. Ro- that was like one of Roby's favorite episodes of anything. So That was a good episode. Um, and, it, and you know, to add to that, um, Dylan, I think it's about time you sign us out, mate. So. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hang, on uh, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Sorry, I'll, I'll get back to my corner. Sign us out, Dylan. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. You're putting the wizard up in uh, full book glory. Yep. Yeah, mate. Um, thanks for coming to listening to our podcast this week. Um, I don't know which episode it is, so there you go. Um, we will hopefully get it up by... Well, well, well. <laughs> shut the fuck up! Right, that that was that was horrible. Start again, right from the top. No Amanars, no nothing. You just gotta, you just gotta it's sign like it he, out. His brain forgets, so he adds stuff that doesn't need to be added. What pressure? Brain does, it just it, keeps adding more shit. I'm like, oh, I don't need this, and then they're just like, oh, what oh, do right. I need? Yeah, sign us out. Uh, okay. You got you got to do like a minute sign out. Go. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, thanks for coming and listening to to this week's podcast. Um, hopefully Taylor will get it up by what? What do you time do you usually get up by? What day? Well, I'm just fucking asking, mate. And it's job tonight, Dylan. Don't worry okay, about what I'm gonna do. Tonight, Don't worry Sorry. about me. I, I'm yeah, fine, so right? It takes two seconds pod- to upload the thing. No, don't worry about me. Don't worry. Hopefully, get another podcast. Done <laughs> the episode will be And <laughs> all right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Pause. Timeout. Right, viewers, just turn off for a sec. Dylan, the episode will be up for viewers to view or listen uh, right after this, which is probably about ten. When they're listening to it, Sunday, which generally they probably won't listen to it. Then they'll listen to it Monday. But you can say every episode will be out Sunday, 10 o'clock at night. Right? Ready okay. Go back in. Do it again. Do it again. I don't again, know why I didn't say that, but you've said it. No, what, right, no the viewers aren't no. listening to me. They're, they're listening yeah. to your sign out. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry. sorry, sorry. Right, right, from the top. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming and listening to our podcast this week. Um, the podcast will be up tonight at around roughly around 10 o'clock. Um, hopefully you'll come to listen to us next week when we do the next one and we'll hopefully get the, um, YouTube, uh, react to the trailer for Halo season two. We got there. Yeah. We got there. Okay, Basically. but the, Dylan, you didn't even mention Project Zomboid and how good of a game it was. Oh, we, yeah, all Remnant. What the fuck, mate? Oh, that will be next week. We'll do we'll do a we'll do a separate video of gaming later, right? We we got we've I set an hour and it's been an hour and forty five minutes. It's forty five minutes. Now. now you've ruined this outro. Yeah, well it's done now, so all right. Well thank you all. Um now the last thing, Dylan, that we need you to do is also um basically go around the table. And ask people where people can follow them at, whether it be Zach's Twitch and streaming, uh, your streaming, my streaming, 
and you 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 allow us to tell people where they can uh, okay. follow us outside the podcast. Uh, Zachary, where can people try and find your kind of content? Um, well, we stream games on Twitch at Dr. Underscore Brownington, where we will stream games uh, like survival games, maybe a couple MMOs here and there. Uh, may, maybe sometimes we'll do story games. You can expect games like Space Marines 2 to be streamed by all three of us. Uh, and yeah, main story games like that. You can also follow me on t- uh, TikTok at Mini Epic World, where I post general shit on miniatures, uh, as we also are pretty into that stuff. Um, and that's about it for now. And you, young at Taylor? I kind of remember my stuff, so I'll probably just put it up underneath the video. Yeah. Um, you'll see my. <laughs> Yeah, Dylan, what the fuck you are? We could have just I'll, said everything's I'll, in the description, Dylan. Yeah, it'll be in the description, Dylan. That's yeah. that's kind. Con- maybe next time, just do uh, all links in the description. Thinking. Yeah, fuck you. Have some initiative. <laughs> all right. Um, is that it, Dylan? We're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're done, mate. All right. See you next time. See ya.